Hi, I'm Dana Stevens, Slate's movie critic, and we're here with a spoiler special podcast on Lady in the Water, the new M. Night Shyamalan film. I'm here with Brian Curtis, who saw the movie with me last night, and um, in the spoiler special podcast, just so you know, this is not a review of the movie, and it's not for those of you who haven't seen the movie, if you're planning to see it. This is the place where we get to do what movie reviewers don't get to do, which is blatantly give away the ending, reveal the movie's secrets, and talk about the plot holes or whatever we want to talk about. But first, let's actually say what we thought about the movie, which is, I think, varying degrees of atrocious, right? Dana? I mean, I think I think anyone would have to agree that this movie is utterly preposterous. There are those who might forgive it its sins and find it either amusing or, or moving. I think that it's ridiculous seems to be an, an eternal truth. What do you think? I, I think that's absolutely right. And let's cut right to what makes it absolutely ridiculous, which is, in a sense, the ending and... And the sort of the way that M. Night's little fairy tale all comes out, right? Well, I mean, in, in a way, M. Night, you couldn't find a better director to do these spoiler special podcasts on than M. Night Shyamalan, right? Because he's all about the twist. But, right. but it should be noted that this is not a, a twist-heavy or twist-based movie in the way The Sixth Sense is his breakthrough movie or The Village, the sort of classic M. Night movie that you think of would be. Right. No, in the first 15 minutes of the movie, we find Paul Giamatti, who's the the sort of handyman slash super around this apartment complex, who finds in the pool, in the sort of apartment pool, what's called a narf or a mermaid, played by Bryce Dallas Howard. Said narf, and Dana, please correct me if I'm getting any of this wrong, said narf is from something called the Blue World, which is a magical place beneath the sea. Said narf is now on some sort of journey where, well, she's first supposed to inspire a writer who lives in the apartment building, then walk to the pool and be picked up by a giant eagle and taken to some other netherworld. Am I getting all this right? So far. Okay. But she's threatened by the presence of... Yes, the Scrunt, <laughs> which is the other magical beastie in this movie. Scrunt being, how would you describe it, like a wolf covered sort in grass? Sort of a beast made of twigs that, right. that hulks outside of Paul Giamatti's apartment door waiting to eat the narf. Right, and has red eyes. And can only be stared down by one human being who Paul Giamatti has to locate. At first we think it's him, then it turns out that he has to find who this one person is. Right. The sort of scrunt whisperer, as you might call him. <laughs> anyway, but to get to the ending and the absurdity of the movie, all these sort of machinations go around, right, where they're trying to save uh, the narf from the scrunt. That's the right order, right? Narf, <laughs> narf from scrunt. And then we get to the end of the movie where <laughs> we can, in an M. Night Shyamalan movie, as you say, these things tend to be metaphors for something else, right? The sort of supernatural tends to be a metaphor or a sort of closed world or sort of some – there tends to be some twist at the end where what seems like supernatural actually has some larger meaning, right? Is yeah, or usually maybe it has either a psychological or sociological interpretation right. whether that you turns like the movie, the movie or not. kind of inside out. And whether right? you like it or not is something, but it, it does sort of tend to stray – you know, it tends to make that into more of a metaphor than actual – surreal, supernatural imagery. Well, in this movie, as you point out in your review today, there is no twist. We're actually talking about scrunts and narfs and giant eagles coming down and those sort of things, right? Which is perhaps the most staggering surprise in the entire movie that the mythology that M. Night sets up actually turns out to be literally true. Right. And there's a a degree of hokiness at the end that's almost courageous in its insanity when the (laughs) eagle does, in fact, in his bad CGI form, swoop down and take the narf away mysteriously to somewhere in the sky, although she's supposed to be from underwater. So we're not sure what's up with the airborne nature of her departure. Yes. And in fact, yes, she has, we find out that she is just a narf. A narf is just a narf in this case, <laughs> as I think we were saying earlier. The other thing I want to talk to you about that is, is a sort of strange plot hole and inconsistency in this movie is the scrunt, this grass beast kind of thing. In some parts of the movie, only appears to the people who are connected to the narf, 
Paul Giamatti, for instance, can see it with the, with the aid of a mirror and, and is threatened by it. Uh, characters who don't seem to know the Narf can't see it. But then the Bob Balaban character, who plays this sort of snooty movie critic, uh, M. Night's attempt to get back at all the critics who hated his other movies, apparently, is mauled then, strangely, at the end of the movie by the Scrunt. Right. Where earlier in the movie, he couldn't seem to see the Scrunt. So I was very confused as to what was going on there. Yeah, that's a muddy moment in the movie. I mean, this is a classic division in M. Night. You see it in, in Signs and in The Sixth Sense and everywhere, that you're either, you have faith or you don't have faith. The movie is right. divided into the believers and the non-believers. Oh, and in point. this movie, right, those who believe, those who know the story of the Narf and the Blue World and the Scrunt and all this business, uh, can, <laughs> can sort of see, and the others can't. I actually think that it's it's more than just a plot hole. It's actually a, a moment of narrative murkiness in the film if he doesn't know whether Bob Balaban is a believer or a non-believer and what it means to be such a thing in this movie. I think it's one of the moments in which you see that this movie doesn't really know what it is. It doesn't know its own soul for all of the soul-searching that it wants to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. In addition to being very bad storytelling. Now, we must also mention, while we're spoiling all the surprises, the sort of Solomonic rulers of the special netherworld, which are these monkeys that live in a tree. And can you remind me of the name of the... (laughs) The Tartudic? The Tartudic, who sort of... The Tartudic are described in the movie by the Narf as the sort of Judge Wapners of this world, right? They sort of lay (laughs) down the... Justice Monkeys. The Justice Monkeys, yes. And at the end of the movie, in a scene that will remind everyone of such special effects vehicles as Clash of the Titans, (laughs) though with slightly, slightly lesser special effects in this case, the... Justice monkeys descend from the tree. To take on the scrunt. Take on the grass scrunt. Beat him over the head like they were playing bongo drums. And then yank him back into the brush. What was the final ending? Can that's, you remember? I think that's the last we see of all the, the other world animals, that they, they yank him off into the brush and he's gone. How fantastic. I mean, how, hor- how horrible. But it was a really, really strange sight. I think, yeah. I mean, it's, it's very odd to me that, that M. Night would go to the trouble that he did to make this film, right? Shifting studios. I mean, a book just came out basically about how M. Night Shyamalan, what's the title, staked his sanity, how M. Night Shyamalan staked his, his career on a film or something like that. Right. I mean, walking out of this, we were almost saying that he'd, he'd staked his sanity on this film. We feel like he's, he's sort of lost it. And yet there's something almost gleeful about watching him delve so deep into his imaginary world that you no longer have any idea where he's going. Absolutely right. And if there's one, one thing we could, one more thing we should spoil before we, we depart today, it's the fact that M. Night himself in the movie plays this sort of messianic character who's writing a very special novel novel no no a special nonfiction polemic called the cookbook and the m night character will be martyred right the m night character will be martyred and the cookbook will fall into hands of true believers who will lead the usa and the world into this next phase of civilization am i getting that right yeah i mean in other words talk about giving your critics something to run with m night is essentially Placing himself out there, positing himself as the messianic writer who will save the world. Right, right. And I can't wait till a DVD of Lady in the Water, the director's cut, falls into the hands of future filmmakers who will use it (laughs) so that all of humanity can ascend to a new level of consciousness. Yeah, this is a movie that believes very strongly that art can change the world, right? Because this this narf from the undersea netherworld is sent to Earth specifically to find this writer. So it's pretty obvious that M. Night Shyamalan, whatever else you may attribute to him, has a very, very high degree of writerly ambition. There's nothing he doesn't want. He wants to save the world. That's a very nice way to put it. I don't know about you, but I'm all narfed out. Yeah, I'm narfed. (laughs) Let's call it a day. (laughs) Let's go get some narf, yeah. So thank you for joining us, Brian. Thank you, Dana. For Slate.com, I'm Dana Stevens.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.